0: Good day everyone and welcome back to Health These Podcast, your number one health podcast you can trust for keeping you up to date with the current and recent health status in our community. So let's go into today's topic, shall we? (laughs) today is world menstrual hygiene day and it is celebrated every year on the 28th of may if you can recall the female menstrual cycle lasts for 28 days every month so don't you think it's kind of cliche that it's also on the 28th of may well i love it either ways so what is world menstrual hygiene day all about first of all Do we all have an idea of what menstruation is? For those that do not know, it is the monthly shedding of the uterus lining. Every month, the female body prepares itself to receive an egg from the ovaries. But if that egg is not fertilized, the lining of the uterus which was prepared to receive a fertilized egg begins to shed. That is why a lot of women experience crucial pain during the menstruation period, which is quite normal, because imagine a part of your body is disintegrating. I'm using disintegrating because that is exactly what happens. It disintegrates, it breaks down, it crumbles. So it is quite normal for women to feel pain during this period. So that is what menstruation is all about. Now that we've gotten that out of the way, what is Menstrual Hygiene Day all about? World Menstrual Hygiene Day is a day set apart to raise awareness about the challenges regarding access to menstrual products, educating people about menstruation and providing period friendly sanitation facilities also it is a day set apart to break the taboos and end the stigma surrounding menstruation today millions of women and girls around the world are stigmatized excluded and discriminated against simply because they menstruate Believe it or not, menstruation is still a taboo in many parts of the world. While it is a natural phenomenon which occurs to every girl after puberty, this has not been addressed as normal yet. I can remember I read a quote by Judy Braham when I was carrying out a research for this day and she said, menstrual blood is the only source of blood that is not traumatically induced yet in the modern society this is the most hidden blood the one so rarely spoken of and almost never seen except privately by women and that sparked a lot of memories because i could remember in high school whenever i got stained with blood i was really embarrassed and almost all the girls felt the same fear as i did in fact we tried to cover up for one another thinking back now i'm wondering why why were we ashamed of something that is natural something we have no power over without menstruation the world wouldn't be as it is because without menstruation there would be no pregnancy there would be no fertilization there would be no babies we wouldn't even be existing except from adam and eve i can remember even asking my friend once that why why is it that we feel very ashamed whenever we're staying why do people make it seem like it's something that it is not meant to happen at all when it is a natural phenomenon some some people can say oh and you should have changed your pad on time so you wouldn't get stained believe it or not it is very hard approaching a teacher to ask that okay you want to go and change your pad i can imagine 13 year old me walking up to my teacher that oh sorry sapis i want to go and change my pad it was a very very scary thing to do then And it made us feel very ashamed, which is what World Menstrual Day is all about. Like I said, it's simply a day set apart to break the silence, raise awareness and change negative social norms surrounding menstrual health and hygiene. Another part I would love to bring up is the fact that parents find it very awkward communicating with their daughters about menstruation. (laughs) Hey. i can remember when i first started menstruation and i told my mom she told me that okay i'm sure they're very educated about in school because they used to tell our parents what they like tell us about in my primary school and they're very educated us about this and i'm like yeah sure and she was like okay this is a book easy to keep journal on when you have your period so you would know when your next period is coming so you wouldn't be caught unaware and she showed me how to use a pad a lot of my friends did not learn about menstruation till they got to secondary school and they were scared. I've had a lot of female experiences that they were like, I saw blood and I was very scared. I was very scared. My mom taught me about menstruation when I was in GS1, even though I didn't start to like just to GS3. Yes. But a lot of people did not have the basic knowledge of it all and they were really scared when they saw it. This shouldn't be happening because I feel like parents should educate their children on what menstruation is all about the moment they see that okay puberty is beginning to set in even prior to that you can educate your children about it it's just knowledge they actually need to have so that when they finally it, they would not be scared that oh my goodness i saw blood i'm dying because if i don't mind me that was her exact reaction and it was hilarious but it's actually a concerning subject parents should learn to educate daughters on the correct information I say correct information because I know a lot of parents will tell their daughters that oh once you're taught you become pregnant which is a fallacy by the way. Okay so lest I forget in the caption I can remember stating that it's not going to only be for girls this talk isn't for girls alone and boys might be wondering why but a lot of you might even be grossed out by the thought of listening to something like this because you're like you it's menstruation and that is the mindset I am trying to correct in here. So like I stated earlier, I keep on re-emphasizing, menstruation is a natural phenomenon. It's something we cannot, cannot do without. It's like saying, oh, the thought of a seed germinating after I plant it is nauseating. But it's part of life, it's still going to grow regardless whether I want it to grow or not. Even though it's your mindset and you're really like, oh I have authority over what I want to think, yeah that's, that's for you. But you should not make people feel uncomfortable simply because they bleed every month. Can I remember maybe I think just two and a particular classmate of mine was stained and the guys were laughing. I did not find it really funny because I was like, why are you guys laughing? You're affecting her emotional health. When you do things that are inconsiderate when someone close to you is on their period, it affects their self-esteem badly. The guys had been properly educated. I do not think such an occurrence would happen. Parents also need to educate their male child about the importance of menstruation and how they can help Especially their sisters or their close friends, whenever they are in this situation. I can remember telling a friend of mine that I was having menstrual cramps, and he was like, Oh, sorry, I don't know what to say right now. And I'm like, Okay, I do not blame you. It's just that our society does not really educate the male child about menstruation, also. And that is something I think we also need to work on. Okay, so now to the next segment of this podcast. We've been talking about world menstrual hygiene day so it to be complete without us actually outlining how to observe good menstrual hygiene and the importance of that aligned with it number one on my list because i actually list out when i'm recording so i wouldn't forget my point so number one on my list is that you should always change your sanitary materials regularly why do i say materials we all use different sanitary materials during our period some use tampons some use pads some even use menstrual cups i don't see what is bad with any of them i just feel like you should pick the specific one that works well with your body for example people that have really heavy flow Tend to go more for menstrual cups because it holds more blood and it reduces the risk of being stained. And for tampons, I think they are actually quite comfortable. I haven't used it before, but I think they're actually quite comfortable and it's also good for those that participate in sporting activities, like those that swim. If you can't swim very many part, that's a definite no no. Each sanitary material has a specific function and is more comfortable to some than others so just pick the one that's best for you but make sure you regularly change them for sanitary pads you should change them every four to six hours and for tampons you should change your tampon every four to eight hours it has been the maximum amount of time and last but not least your menstrual cup you should change your menstrual cup within 8 to 12 hours. 12 hours being the max. Also, a disadvantage, I don't think um people should wear menstrual cups till they have proper knowledge about it. A menstrual cup is really hard to place. And if you do not know how to do it properly, if you're not careful, if you're not a careful kind of person, you should stay away from it because it could cause an injury if you do not place it in very well oh i almost forgot we also have sanitary towels or sanitary napkins They like the name implies they're like towels yes they have a clip on um attachment at the side that you can clip under your panties people also use that it absorbs more blood and you can you you can reuse it on like pads that you have to dispose you can reuse your sanitary towels okay so that is number one i think i've discussed that remember to change your sanitary materials frequently if you have an inquisitive mind like mine i'm sure you would have started wondering why we should actually change our sanitary materials regularly well for starters it causes bacteria to accumulate and once there's a high number of bacteria within your vagina it would cause infections or diseases such is such an example is toxic shock syndrome which is a bacterial disease caused by staphylococcus aureus, and it is life-threatening yes it is life-threatening it could lead to death and it mostly occurs when people do not change their tampons within the necessary time which is after eight hours so to prevent yourself from getting an infection or a life-threatening disease remember to always change your pad frequently number two on the list we have properly dispose your sanitary materials i cannot over emphasize on this fact apart from the fact that okay we live in a country where putting your blood carelessly is very dangerous because of diabolical processes we also have the fact that if you um, dispose your pads or your tampons or whichever products you use, if you dispose it carelessly, it can attract flies, rodents and that can be a real nuisance. And uh, people, I heard that some people also flush their pads or their tampons. This is very wrong because it can block your toilets and once your toilet drainage is blocked, when these should that coming back up it's going to be a nasty sight to behold so remember to properly dispose your sanitary products number three on my list we have take your bath regularly and frequently this helps wash away the sweat that you might have accumulated over the day and also the bacteria that might have gathered in the process of you wearing a pad or whichever products you are using when you take off your baths, even if you do not remember to frequently change your pads, the moment you want to have your bath, you take off your pad, you take off your tampon, you take off your menstrual cup. So that process, when it will remind you that, oh, you need to actually change what you're wearing. So it's like a it's two-in-one benefit. And number four on my list, we have no soaps or vagina hygiene cleansers i'm gonna shake a bit of tables with this one because <laughs> you people i get very angry when i hear that people are buying stuff that they insert inside their vagina which is not medically recommended because there are some drugs that they insert through the vagina but if it wasn't recommended by a doctor and you're using it for funny funny means which we all know i'm not going to mention it but you know what i'm talking about if you're doing that, <laughs> not only, okay, it might actually bring you the um results you want, but you're toying with your vaginal health, and in the long run, you're also toying with your life. Most of the people you buy these things from, I'm sure not all of them graduated from medical school, or even have a degree in health awareness or anything like that, and you buy things that you insert into your body comfortably from them. I do not know how people reason along this manner but huh, even as well even if you're doing you, you have to be very sensible at times. That is for an uh, a part. Now let me come back to the part I was talking about. Yes, which is you should not use vaginal cleansers. A lot of people buy fresheners, they buy um cleansers because they want Down there to be fresh and be smelling like roses. Your vagina should not be smelling like roses. It should not be smelling like perfume oil. It should not be. If it's smelling like perfume oil, you have a you have a cause of concern. You have to be really worried because that is indicating that you have a disease. Your vagina has a very delicate pH balance, which is your measure of acidity. And if you tamper with it, the slightest. Increase or decrease in your pH balance can result into infections or diseases. So, not to talk of you introducing cleansers or douching, would I say soaps? I guess soaps, those types of things, introducing it into your vagina is very risky. Not to even talk of when you're menstruating, it's leads to infections and diseases. Also, we're clean and comfortable on the during your menstrual periods. Wearing a dirty pant on a normal basis could lead to infections, could even lead to rashes or even crotch Not to now talk of when you're on your menstrual period, when your body is in a delicate state and infections are very easy to contract. And I mentioned wear comfortable on the garment, wear comfortable panties, wear comfortable tights. Why did I say this? I've seen people that wear pads and wear on a G-string. And I'm like, how do you do this? How? Because it's just, it's a funny sight to be honest. <laughs> it's a really funny sight. But the pad would not sit comfortably and it's going to be really discomforting for you. When you're already in an irritated mood, because we, most of us men, we're on our period, we're very irritated, easily angered, and things like that. So, you're supposed to be able to put yourself in a more comfortable and relaxing mood. I'm not wearing something that would cause discomfort, just seems out of place because the pad will be everywhere, it will be sticking everywhere, it will be messy, you will end up getting stained, and other factors. So, wear clean and comfortable f- panties. Also, we have stick to one sanitary option. If you're using a pad, then keep on using a pad. If you're using a tampon, keep on using a tampon. Just stick to the process that is that you feel more comfortable with and is best for you. I know there are a lot of fallacies going around that people do not want um their, their, their children wearing tampons or menstrual cups or things like that. Because they're like, oh, it should break their hymen or along that. And roof, I feel like it's if you do not place it in very well that could lead to something like that on a normal on a normal basis, a tampon does not break the hymen. it's just a misconception that a lot of people have so those are good menstrual hygiene processes or tips that we could all follow that would make our menstrual health more comfortable. Now, on to the next and final segment of this podcast. I went to a school a few days back and I was amazed by the amount of people who had never heard of a pad or who haven't even used a pad before. Simply because they cannot afford it or they can't buy it, their parents don't believe in it, things, things along that line. And it was really sad because... I couldn't imagine the amount of discomfort they would be facing or the amount of infections they could have gotten as a result of this. Most of them just use towels they find in their house or napkins which gives them rashes, infections and all that. So if you can reach out to a few schools or girls in your community just giving them pads. Give a girl, give your sister, give a friend at least one pad during this period that we are celebrating menstrual hygiene just give it just reach out to anyone and give it out to them you don't know how far it could go in their life. you don't know how much they are going to appreciate it so that brings us to the end of today's segment i hope you enjoyed it because i really did I really, really did enjoy recording this, even though my microphone made me angry a lot of times. I kept on taking retakes, but it's all good now. So I hope you join us on our next podcast. Remember to turn on your post notifications so you would be aware when I drop a new podcast. I'm going to try to be more consistent this time around. I think I need to get a new microphone because my microphone gets me really, really angry. Which is why I don't record a lot of podcasts. So, see you next time. I'm still your girl, Stee. You can check out my website, my blog. Follow us on Instagram at healthstee underscore. Check out my blog at www.healthstee.com.ng. See you next time. My fellow health lovers, love you all.